0: Baby, I'm
1: husker, yeah. baby. I know Bitch, I crap out, I'm sure I'm get back. I the ups and downs. You know I get gotta take
0: it.
2: Hey, what is up everyone? This is Gary A. Swaby and you're now listening to or watching the Power Cast. And this week we will be recapping power book three raising canaan season three episode four and the title of the episode is in sheep's clothing and uh today I'm, I'm i'm off camera uh that is because i i just had my uh treatment and i am a little a little drowsy at the moment so you know um but i am at least here you know to do the show because couldn't miss this one you know um But I'm joined by Mr. Richard Bailey Jr., of course. How are you doing today, Richard?
1: Doing good, Gary. What's up, listeners and viewers?
2: What's up, indeed? And uh, we're also joined by Miss Dana Abercrombie. And how are you doing, Dana?
3: I'm doing fantastic. The show is wonderful. I'm terrified of Ronnie. I feel it in my bones.
2: (laughs) Oh, yeah. Yeah, Ronnie's a scary guy. Uh, before we get into that though I just wanted to uh, give you props uh, Dana on the Bettina Miller Interview that you just posted Because you know that was a great interview
0: So Thank
2: well done you. How, how did Thank it feel to, uh, How did it feel To talk to, to Raquel <laughs> It
3: felt good You know what's really interesting is I love Bettina and Raquel are Two separate People And you know, it's kind of weird talking about, you know, and are you gonna kill him? Are you gonna get that? What about the money? And then when you speak to Patina, it's like so prim and proper. I just love when actors are able to portray a character that's so different than who they are. And then also I'm coming at it as well because she's also a Broadway star. So to see those different facets, she just got off on her run with Into the Woods. So she can bounce from the Raquel mindset to Into the Woods to like singing Sondheim. So I just love, I love her so, so much. And she gave so much with her answers. Now, I wish I had a longer interview, stars. I would like a longer interview, but she gave so much with her answers that it's just, I love when actors do that because sometimes you really meet those actors who just give those one words, yes, no, and it's like you're 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 fighting for your life just to, you know, get something out of them. But for her, she was so giving and I love that. And in my head, we're starting in musical theater together doing some kind of project. We're doing Rains and Cayman, the musical together in our, in my head.
2: Yeah, yeah oh, they could definitely do a, a musical with jukebox, you know. Um...
3: That would actually be really good like because remember the two oh you don't know because you live in the uk but they had like a tupac musical that Chadwick bozeman was in rest in peace and so they can easily kind of transform a raisin canaan in the 90s into a musical with R and rap instead of like the standard musical oh my gosh don't get me thinking now i'm happy
2: oh yeah maybe that's something that can happen but um you know that that was a great interview so everyone go check it out um you know bettina miller clearly cares about the character she's portraying and um you know dana i would advise you to uh check your backpack you know after that interview because uh <laughs> there might be a little surprise in there you know you never know
3: you know i'll talk about this <laughs> later but i was so upset about that because it's like Maybe because I'm always such a mess when I have to get ready that I'm double and triple checking my backpacks and things. And I feel like I'm missing something that I'm just so it's so interesting how he just never checked the backpack. So it's like, are you really in school? What about the books? What about homework? What about notes? And he never checked it. So how do you make sure you have your keys? Where are your keys? Because sometimes I put my keys in my backpack. I'm just I'm floored. And she's terrible for that.
2: I'm <laughs> Yeah, j- just don't go through no metal detectors, you know, So, and you're good. But, um yeah, so we are here to talk about uh, this episode. A lot happened. Um, there's a lot to unpack here. So before we get to the takeaways, you know, just a quick reminder to everyone, um, you know, definitely if you support the show, hit that like button. It's very important. Um, Also, you know, you could share the video as well. If you have other people that watch Power, share the video with them. Uh, Leave your comments. Let us know your theories. And and subscribe to the channel also, you know. And then there's also the Coalition Entertainment and the Coalition Gaming. So go ahead and check out those channels also for for additional content. But yeah, with that being said, we're going to get right into our takeaways now. Because um, there is a lot to unpack here, like I said, and this week it is my turn to go first. So let me jump right into it. Okay, so let me start with the girl group, right? Um, Jukebox, you know, she she officially got accepted into the the girl group, and you know, we meet the uh, we meet the other two girls. I mean, we really saw them previously. Uh, when they were doing the auditions, um, but yeah, you have the leader Crystal, and then you have Aisha, and Jukebox is the third member. And you know, my th- my thinking is that this this uh, group is gonna present Jukebox with some some serious challenges. You know, uh, we already kind of see the dynamics at the moment where uh, Crystal, the leader, she's very like you know she she's very um she has like a, a me complex, you know, she's self-absorbed, she sees herself as the leader. Um, and it seems like she she might be a bit judgmental already of her her partners, you know, in the group, Jukebox and Aisha. So I want to see how that dynamic is gonna play out because Jukebox is someone who she's not known to back down from anyone. So I want to see what would happen if the, if she clashes with Crystal in any way, and then on top of that, you have a. Uh, uh, what is her role? Like, you have the uh, is it a manager or you know the group leader, uh, the boss, if you will. Um,
3: manager. She, she's she's the manager. We'll get into that later because she's a very specific manager. That because you're right. UK, you don't understand. But ha, uh-huh. sorry.
2: <laughs> is, is she from something else?
3: Issue. my my takeaway is that she's the the iteration of pebbles who yeah richard knows that's pebbles that's that dirty grimy allegedly manager who used to manage sick groups like tlc and everything else there was a lot right. of things with pregnancies and messed up stuff and that means it's gonna get good and now i understand jukebox mindset of what may happen I'm like nah, I don't want nothing to do with music
2: But uh, this is your turn I'm sorry I'm going to stop Oh Pebbles uh, I've heard the name but yeah I don't know all the stories But but yeah um, That manager I feel like Is going to be a problem also Because we see that she kind of Switches it up like at first she's Happy you know with ju- when she Goes to visit Jukebox and give her the news She seems happy she seems Pleasant but as soon as You know the group is like Sign the papers and it's ready to get Started she kind of switches Up a little bit and she seems very controlling Now Um, So we can see already that this is Going to be a very intense Situation for jukebox like You know um, and The contrast is there because You know earlier in the episode She was you know um, Obviously she was at the the Military checkup or whatever Um, So like it, to me, that that's that's the perfect contrast because this group seems like it's going to be like the military with how much pressure it's going to be to to perform, you know, and to um, to stay at the top level and everything. Because um, we do know that these managers they can be very strict because everything has to be perfect, you know, all the routines, all the vocals, you know, um, you can't you can't get up on the stage and be half half stepping, you know, you have to really be at 100 at all times to be that you know dominant super group or you know um talent if you will so there is a lot of pressure on on these groups these you know girl groups boy groups like everything has to be perfect so there is a lot of effort you know and jukebox she's still kind of young at this point so you know the this is going to be a big strain for her. You know, it's going to be a big reality check. Uh, we know she's got the talent, but, you know, is she going to be able to handle what comes with it? You know, what comes with having that talent? So, you know, I'm very interested to see how this turns out. And, you know, if, if they use this as a way to highlight some of these uh, issues that has happened in the real music industry, like Dana alluded to, you know, the whole Pebbles thing. If they use this as a story to kind of highlight that, that would be excellent because, yeah, there's a lot that happens behind the scenes to, you know, all of these great talents that we love and enjoy, you know, Destiny's Child, TLC, you know, um, or all of the the big bands, you know, groups from from the past, like a lot went into that, you know, New Edition, you know, they, they had a show also, you know, so... Yeah, uh, this this will be very interesting um, to see, you know, and and especially seeing how it affects Jukebox's development. So yeah, I can't wait for that. Uh, second takeaway, yeah. Uh, so speaking of Raquel, <laughs> so what she did to Canaan was was devious, you know, planting the gun in his backpack so that he gets caught, you know, and and just just a way like. Because there's a moment where you see her watching, you know, when she's at the school, you know, uh, basically checking up on Kanan, you know, after he goes into the school, there's that moment where she watches him going through the metal detector and you just see it click in her mind. Like, you know, um, <laughs> and and then like just seeing her putting it all together, you know, from when she goes to to see famous and, you know, she bribes him not to say anything. And she uh, she puts the, the gun in the bag and everything. And then, you know, there's even that scene later where she's with unique and she tells him, you know, like, oh, Kanan's coming home. Um, you know, maybe we should put this on ice a little bit, you know, and, and cut, you know, stop this or put this on pause or whatever. You know, and it's like she's so self-assured that she knows Kanan is coming back now. And it hasn't even happened yet. You know, he hasn't even been caught yet. But like she's so self-assured that he's finally coming home. You know, I, it, it's just, you know, I just love seeing the whole dynamic with uh, Raquel and Kanan. You know, uh, because the thing is, you know, you could you could justify some of her actions because seeing Kanan hang with these, these boys that look a bit older and, you know, they have bikes and pages. You know what mother wouldn't be worried or concerned about that. You know, so she she's kind of justified for worrying about him and not wanting him to be in danger. But it's just how she chooses to go about it that's very deceptive. And you know, if Caden does find out, you know he he's not going to let let it live down. You know, he's not going to live it down if he finds out. Um, He's going to be even more upset with her than he already is. and yeah like if 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 it reaches that point to where he's so done with her that um you know he just doesn't care anymore then that is going to be dangerous for for everyone you know so she better hope that he doesn't find out but, um but I do have a question about that later on for you guys because <laughs> I want to see what you guys have to say about it but yeah that was a very interesting development um and you know, it that, that made me think about Dana's interview as well, because you know, there was the question about is she uh manipulative? And I definitely think that is part of her character. But then, you know, Bettina Miller, she she sees it as, you know, she's she she's also it's also because she cares about Kanan. So, you know, it comes off manipulative, but to, to her, to, to the character Raquel, it's just she cares so much about Kanan that she doesn't see you know what she's doing kind of thing so yeah uh but yeah she plays that role just so well you know um and i just i just love seeing how she um how she carries these these things off without even a second thought and she's so like confident and sure of herself as well you know even when she's talking to howard and um you know howard's like oh you need to be careful because the feds are you know they're onto you and all this stuff and You know she's she basically says oh well they ain't gonna find nothing they ain't gonna find much because she knows that she's not really doing any dirt at the moment so she's like so sure about it you know Uh, that confidence that she has is like you know it's it's, it it's like it's very interesting to watch like so yeah uh, that's the second takeaway and finally of course we have to talk about Ronnie you know um so, Ronnie, um, his quest for for finding a plug should have everyone shook right now, because clearly this guy is not going to stop. He's not going to give up. You know, we see him. He he kind of visits every kind of plug or major player. You know, he goes to see Dean. He goes to see uh, Juliana and her brother. You know, so clearly he wants back in the game. Um, oh, and he goes to see. Um, the, the new characters, which happen To be his old friends, you know Old friends of his And, you know, they basically tell him Yeah, we'll we'll, we'll invest in your In your venture, you know um, I mean, there is a moment where they tell Him, maybe you should wait for Unique, your brother, to put you on or whatever But Ronnie makes It clear that he doesn't want to wait for that So they say, okay, we'll Invest, if you can find someone To give you products Then, you know, we'll We'll invest in it, and then you pay us back later, basically. Um, So, yeah, that that begins his quest to kind of find the plug or whatever, if you will. And you also see in this episode uh, where Unique is talking to Raquel, you know, clearly he doesn't doesn't even see Ronnie as being someone to put on because he tells Raquel that, um, you know, he's good for a specific kind of job or a specific kind of purpose, you know? So that tells me that Unique sees Ronnie as, um, you know, somebody like maybe muscle or something. Like he sees him as like a hitman or a muscle type person. He doesn't see him as someone who should be in charge of the drugs or whatever. So there's, there's a complete, um, you know, disconnect there between Unique and Ronnie in, in what they want to do. So Ronnie wants to be in position. He wants to be in charge. Whereas Unique kind of wants him to stay at a certain level. And maybe that's because Ronnie already got locked up. So maybe he sees Ronnie as reckless and dangerous and that he shouldn't be in charge. You know, so that's interesting. But Ronnie is not going to stop at this point. And Unique is the younger brother. And I know that oftentimes, you know, the older brother doesn't want to listen to the younger brother because, you know, um, he, he the, the older brother might think that he knows it all or, or he has more experience or he might see it as a slight to himself to admit that the younger brother knows something that he doesn't, you know. So there's that whole dynamic there of them being brothers that kind of um, gets in the way, it builds a wall between them. Because Ronnie has his pride, you know. And then, you know, we see that he gets into a heated exchange with Dean at the bingo hall. And, uh, (laughs) you know, Dean basically tells him, look, I don't mess with you or your brother. So you're not getting anything from me. And then he asks his guard to kind of, you know, escort uh, or get Ronnie out of here. You know, and this is after they put a gun to him and everything. I mean, I mean, Ronnie was the one that escalated it by grabbing Dean so you know that's his fault but they put a gun to him and everything and yeah so that's strike one right there because Ronnie didn't did not like that you know he did not like how that conversation went and then for Dean to go and tell Unique what happened you know that was the icing on the cake you know that was I'm sure that was the moment when Ronnie was like okay you know that's it Dean, Dean is gone um so, yeah, at the, at the end, we see he takes out Dean in a very savage way. Um, you know, it's even more savage with the fact that he did it right where the grandmother was. Uh, luckily, she didn't have her hearing aid on, so she didn't know anything what was going on. But it's going to be very sad for her when she gets up and discovers the body. But that, that's going to be a very sad thing, sad sight to see. But but yeah, at least she she didn't hear it. So, so, yeah, but that was a very savage murder. Um, so, yeah, Dean is no more, and I guess that leaves only two sources for Dean to to kind of get the the drugs from. That and that's uh, Juliana and her brother, or uh, the Italians, I guess. So, so yeah, like I wonder what path he's gonna take. Uh, there was a bit of a, a look between. Ronnie and Juliana that I noticed so I I feel like they will come into contact again at some point um so you know I wonder maybe he's gonna go that path of uh working with Juliana because you know we know Juliana has some unresolved issues with Unique so if there's some sort of beef uh you know between Ronnie and Unique maybe you know Maybe uh, Juliana will actually side with Ronnie So that will be interesting to see uh, But yeah, those are my takeaways um, I'm very interested to see what you guys have to say about this episode Because, you know, there was so much to talk about um, Oh yeah, one more thing I wanted to mention as well Because um, Aisha, you know, the one of the the girls from the group She actually mentioned uh, native tongues, which is like a real group of artists um, that were popular. And I actually did an interview recently with one of them, which was Drez from Black Sheep. So that was a nice little uh, mention there because that was the exact era where they were popular. So you could go check out that interview on the entertainment channel. Um, But yeah, like I I just thought it was cool that she mentioned uh, native tongues in the episode so yeah uh that's another little tidbit there but those are my takeaways i can't wait to see what you guys have to say um about this because there's a lot of little details in there to pick up on and dana i know dana has a very analytical mind so i'm going to throw it right over to dana because it is her turn next for the takeaways it
3: is my turn i I will piggyback off of some of the things that you said just to provide a much little larger content because the that's Devils. <laughs> this is gonna be so good. This is gonna be delicious. Um, but I found it really interesting. Like, you know how it always starts off with that monologue at the very beginning, and so we saw the delivery guy who was the weed the weed Uber. Um, oh, smoke and eat. That's not even it. Anyway, so for the weed delivery guy, um, you know he was being chased by the police on the scooter, and it was very good, a very exciting police chase. Um, but fifty cent voiceover did say everyone is trying to be the fastest. But you move too fast, you make mistakes, you don't have time to fix those mistakes because you're moving too you're moving quicker than you should already. Speed doesn't mean anything if you don't know where you're going. And this is essentially saying you need to have a plan, you need to know the steps that you take and plan things out. And yes, you may be caught up in the excitement of things going so quickly and good for you that you're not able to see your blind sides. And so for me, that spoke a lot to how Canaan is moving, how Raquel is moving. And it made me wonder a little bit about Marvin and Lulu. So with the whole Canaan situation, we saw that his Uber Eats delivery service is working very well right uh the the people are are calling in. We saw that famous was completely overwhelmed. They're saying they need a, a new pager. They're talking about switchboards, and things are just moving really quickly. but here's who it's not moving for, and who could have the power to really uh make this business not work in the future. It's not necessarily Raquel, but it's Paul, the man who was the white guy cool the, the, originally had the courier service were doing regular deliveries. His business is being completely taken away because of how Kanan is moving and the guys are wanting to work with Kanan instead of him. Oh, they're quitting and it's just not working out for him. And so Kanan gives him a little bit amount of money. And as he's saying, this is not enough to cover anything. I can't do anything with this. And so I wonder, if that is going to be Canaan's blind spot, you know, in order for this guy to eat and for his family to eat in his business, he said, I don't want this touching my business. Who is he is he willing to turn in Canaan and even damage himself and his reputation in order to get back at Canaan because he's taking away his livelihood. Um so that I wonder if he's going to you know come back later episodes where he's the one who's like you know yeah Kaden did this and this and this and he took the guys with this so let me show you the system because he knows how everything is run and kind of what we saw with the police with rock you have to be able to pay people and to pay people properly for their silence and that's not happening another thing with that of people maybe moving too fast could be I don't don't believe that Marvin and Lulu are moving fast. I think that they are probably doing everything according to plan and kind of what I like, especially with Marvin's character is, you know how we had like, oh, him and the guy who was in the wheelchair, he learned how to not run off at the mouth but probably shoot him and how that's able to help him later on when he was in that dead shootout when he got shot and it saved his life. Now we go to Gerald. What's interesting about that was Gerald works for The Voice, um, which is an actual newspaper, not The Village Voice, there's one called The Voice. Um, and we come to find out that he was an, enter- he's an entertainment editor in in that newspaper, which I believe Richard, or one of the two, one of the two of you called out and said, oh, he's gonna probably be able to help. Um, it was you, look at you, raise that hand and be proud. Gold star for you. So um, he's probably able to help out jukebox in the future, and now that we learned that jukebox is being a part of this group called Bada, remember what a with, an R with an a Bada? It's kind of the same way Gary pronounces everything that has to do with the E R. Bada. So, um, we can probably see him connecting the dots with him and jukebox. And also, what's interesting is that their relationship, they're beneficial for both. And that was also what happened with him and the guy who was in the wheelchair there was it wasn't really a friendship it was like a situationship and how it became beneficial with gerald they're basically each other's sponsors you know anytime that you have a problem or i feel like i need a drink i feel like i need some crack i don't know you go and you have a conversation and because of the group being disbanded from the, the aa meetings that they had previously or na or one of the meetings that they're they're gonna kind of Confide in each other. I wonder if to, to be negative because I I don't like to be negative because everything is working so great when it comes to Marvin and Lulu and everything. But I don't trust happiness, which is why when Unique smiled, not Unique, when um, what's that girl's name? Jukebox smiled. She was smiling this episode. I said, we'll oh, we in trouble." But what's interesting with this one is that he does work. He's a journalist. And I wonder through this friendship and confiding in Gerald, will that end up to him writing stories about it? Um, in terms of, is he going to just stick to the entertainment aspect? Or is he going to be like, you know, I'm, I'm with this guy who was a, a drug dealer. And you know what I mean? Kind of shed light on his drug business and so that makes me a little leery it makes me a little scared so i don't know where that relationship it seems positive right now it seems beneficial right now and it could help out jukebox and butter right now but long term i'm wondering what that plan is is it gonna bite him in the butt later on um so that's something to look forward to then we have to go with um this 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 group that you touched upon which is butter and you know with them it seems really happy and really positive and things can be moving so quickly you signed to this group you're singing songs you're in the studio every day but you know what's happening later on i don't know we know what the initial goal is to be superstars right to be these, these this singing group this the group but there's a lot of sacrifices that we know in general when it comes to music and we know what ends up happening to jukebox we just don't know what is the impact um in between and how the beginning impacts the end with that being said this new character if she to me she gave me pebble vibes and for those who don't know pebbles this is all allegedly this is not proven allegedly because pebbles is also very quick with lawsuits um Pebbles was a manager for TLC. Long story short, she mismanaged allegedly a lot of their money, which is why TLC was bankrupt. Remember that infamous video of them breaking down the money and explaining how many records they sold, but they only got pennies off of that, and how why they are the top selling girl group of that time, they was bringing home maybe $50. So a lot of it is alleged that Pebbles mismanaged a lot of the money. There was a lot of animosity that Pebbles had towards this group. Um, there was one instance where she accused Chili of TLC of sleeping with her husband, who was L.A. Reed at the time, allegedly. So if we go in the inspired by storyline, this group can get, it can get very spicy. And jukebox may end up being so turned off by it that she walks away from it. I don't know. What is really interesting is how they kept reiterating boyfriend and pregnancy. Remember when she was at the, getting the physical in order to pass the military guideline test thing? Um, they were doing very nasty. I, I caught that, that little small microaggression that they had with the doctor about being pregnant oh you don't want to show up pregnant you don't know about being pregnant you know kind of giving that stereotype those fast black girls always pregnant. um i did not like that at all but they don't know also on top of that and she kept saying uh trust me i won't because they don't know that she is a lesbian she's no interest in men at all so you, her being a lesbian and also when i'm going to just call her pebble esque um when she was talking to girls and he was like you know you can't there's no time for family no time for friends no time for boyfriends and you saw you um jukebox of look down which by the way they called her boombox which is the inspiration of the socially maladjusted boombox over here um i kind of like that as well but you know it's and it'd be really interesting to see the dynamic between the three of the girls um i know you call her a bit you don't like the the main girl I just think she's really ambitious and you know, you cannot get to the big fame of it all without believing in yourself. So she may come across as, you know, harsh, but she may she may be the, the Beyonce of the group. I don't know, who knows? Um, but that dynamic was really interesting and and kind of, we're gonna see how these girls kind of play off of each other. Would should be another aspect that's interesting as well, and how they they end up involving themselves in their lives. We saw this was like kind of like the, the first time that I saw jukeboxes have this open conversation about music when she was talking about the native tongues. Um and I really like that. I have a higher education in music as well, so that was also a lot of fun. I just wanted to say really quick um quickly, this is just me and my interpretation and my wish and fulfillment. The girls' groups are, you know, we know of Jukebox, right? But we have Crystal and Aisha. Crystal made me think of Crystal Waters, which is from the 80s, 90s. Aisha made me think of, remember another bad connection? Aisha, you're the girl I never had. So if that's the case and they were thinking that way, very smart on them. So I liked how they they put that whole thing together, if that is the case. Another thing that I really wanted to bring out was, um, also the fact that we have oh we already kind of talked about ronnie ronnie just genuinely scares me and i feel that he one he's someone who if you have a conversation with he's gonna remember that conversation even say 20 years later he is someone who i don't want to label him but i am very just genuinely scared he, you know unique kind of put it very interesting where ronnie's very good at his job but the problem is we have to find out what that job is he's only good at very specific things and as we saw he is not a people person at all he does not like to be touched um he kind of gives you that look of complete discomfort when you're near him when you're even talking to him or breathing or existing but especially touch he does not seem to like that kind of like freaks out a little bit with that. I love the actor and how he's able to act with his body because that is something that just came so naturally. These small little cues, but anybody it seems that he has a disagreement with, he is going to kill them. And therefore I am worried about, um, we already saw what happened with Dean. Blessings to grandma not being able to hear. Again, that's going to be a horrific sight when she turns around because, like, he, you've been in the kitchen so long, baby. And she gets up and she sees that. I hope she does not have a heart attack because that's a whole crime committed that she just did not hear. So I feel really sad for that character. On top of that, um, we had the two brother and sister. I call them the twins. I forgot what their names are. But <clears throat> what's very interesting is the woman, she kept looking at him. So I think that maybe, one, they're going to end up in some kind of business connection right there. And two, this makes me interested to see maybe the brother gets killed and the sister takes his place. I just wonder. I don't know. But it, to me, it just feels like anyone who has a disagreement with that. And <clears throat> sorry, with Dean out of the picture, the other people who sassed him, and especially who really sassed him hard, was unique when he said, you ain't poop. And he gave him that death stare. And that to me was such a wonderful moment because they didn't break at all. They kept staring at each other until the scene literally had to end. Um, So I love that moment. I am so afraid for Unique because, you know, he seems to be He's taking names and he's checking it twice and everybody's gonna get knifed. Ooh, I rhyme, yay. But that really, you know, made me like, I, I, I held myself for a moment. I'm like, oh, I feel like you're in trouble. Another person who is on his list is Raquel. And Raquel and her, I'm out of the business. I'm out of the business. I wonder if Rodney is on the hunt, if Rodney seems like he will kill anybody as long as you see and you can hear him, Does that mean that Kanan is in trouble as well? So is Rodney gonna come after Kanan? And therefore um, Raquel has to deal with that. I wonder if there's gonna be some kind of business proposition that could save her life where she's forced to come back into the game. Because I 1000% do not believe that she is done with it. I think this is all just a front for the FBI. And she's been she's been doing her fronts really good. She had the conversation with the two police officers who basically tried to bribe her without saying, we're bribing you. I'm interested in seeing how that plays out. And again, she's very methodical. So the theory of, you know, you're moving too fast, I do not think applies with her. I think she's moving at that correct pace. She knows what she's doing. And she's also very aware of what her son is doing. And you saw how that was handled, which was terrible. She is a I don't want to say she's a terrible person. I believe sometimes that she has to act this way because one, she knows more than her son, and her son is hard headed. So I don't admonish her for how she's acting. I just wonder and here can here's where I, I kinda just talked myself out of that whole conversation of I think she's moving perfectly fine. Remember when they had the conversation at the school and it was basically saying that Child Protective Services, you have to come and meet them and she's, he has to come home to live with her. I wonder if something happens and that can bite back at her where, remember, they kept saying you could be arrested too. If Kanan decides to retaliate mentally wise with his mother, he can frame her with the ACH, with the A-C-H and therefore she ends up kind of being arrested as well. So I wonder how much tit for tat we're gonna do with these two characters. But other than that, I've been talking for like eight hundred hours. That is my main takeaways and we'll talk about more later.
2: Excellent uh, observations as always. And um yeah, you're you're very right about uh you know the Go group and everything. Um Crystal's definitely very ambitious, you know. Um so yeah. And that that would be interesting, actually, if your theory about you know Crystal and Aisha being uh, from from what you mentioned, those singers you mentioned, like that would be interesting if that was a real connection they made. Um, so because that that could be real, that could be you know the inspiration. So yeah, great observations as always from uh, Dana, and now we're gonna hear from Mister uh, Richard Bailey Jr. So. When you're ready, Richard, hit us with your takeaways.
1: Okay, first and foremost, excellent takeaways by both Data and Gary, as always. Um, let me start by saying that uh, like I said, so far this season the Razor Canaan has been outstanding. But in my opinion, this was my most favorite episode of the season for a lot of reasons, because it felt like everything that's happening in the show. It sort of feels like something major is going to happen in the next episode. Now, for those of you who don't know, after episode five, Stars is going to take a little break for the, you know, because we're going to be in the new year. So there's going to be at least one week where we're not going to have Razor Canaan. So if they're going to take that break, that kind of makes me feel like maybe something major is going to happen, but uh, we have to wait and see what that actually is. But uh, staying on this particular episode, these are the three takeaways that I have. for for everything to happen in the episode. So let me start off to go to what Dana just mentioned in her takeaways in regarding Jukebox in the girl group. I really like how they introduced these characters. And as Gary already mentioned, we did see these other two girls appear in the previous episode when Jukebox was at the audition. You saw them in the bathroom. So I like how they introduced the characters. I 1000% think that Dana's point about Pepple's she is right on the money with that because TLC was mentioned in this episode. So yes, they definitely are making it very clear. This is what the connection is, how they got their information. Um yeah, it's all that's all that's all there if you if you rewatch the episode. So I definitely want to see where they're going with this. I like how you both mentioned that there's going to show you she's going to deal with a lot of things with this with this girl group and they're making that contrast of her thinking about signing up for the military as well so I definitely want to see where things are going to go it's going to be very chaotic obviously she gets along with one of the members but the leader of that group uh yeah that that's that's a very interesting character so uh <laughs> let's see what happens but looking forward to that and I also want to say that two things about this this still this takeaway still I like that we got a chance to see Kanan bond with jukebox in this episode. The fact that she got the good news and the fact that he actually took the time and took her out to dinner, that really shows you his genuine care and concern for her. Because we know in this in this show previously they had their ups and downs. So but to get this moment here where you have somebody who is rooting for you, their family as well, that's an awesome feeling. If I have any friends that are successful in life, I'm also rooting for them. So I love to see that they have This whole dynamic between these characters, because we do know they're going to have some other issues in the future. But I like where they are right now. And this is great. I'm glad they put that in there. And to go to the point that was made mentioned earlier about Marvin, we did get to see him once again. He checked up on Gerald in this episode. And we finally got the confirmation about Gerald because we saw the badge, the voice badge in the previous episode. We now we know that he does deal with entertainment. And as Dana said, yes, this is a, there is a connection to Jukebox, but I also would like to add this also can be a connection to what happens with uh, Marvin, w- with uh, Lulu as well. Because in this same episode, Marvin and Lulu had that discussion. Now that Lulu has the partnership for this cafe, Vouse, and Marvin is going to help him, he can easily tell Gerald about this place and they can put it in the newspaper to advertise, talk about this is a spot that you should visit. So it works on two folds, but I do want to see where they're going with that because you did also see that Marvin was talking to Lulu about yes, we can bring some business in here. And Lulu's like, no, no, we don't, I don't want to do that. I I want to focus on the music. You know, Raquel did her thing anytime she was working with us, but if you're going to work with me, we need to keep it clean. No, no drugs, none of that stuff in there. And Marvin seemed to agree, agree to that, because he's going to help him do this. So I look forward to seeing where this venture takes them. And uh, I'm just glad that they're showing the the, the development of all these characters. It makes you very curious to see what's going to happen next week. So that's my first takeaway. Second takeaway um, we did see, you know, and again, you know, shout out to Dana for the fantastic Bettina Miller interview. Very interesting timing considering what happened in this episode with Raquel. And that's why I think it was brilliant uh, that that video was posted at that timing because. Man, I don't I don't I don't know if I like the character. I understand the motivation of why she wants to control Kanan. This show is about raising Kanan. That's the title of the show, right? So I understand that, but I have to say the way they portrayed her in this episode and how she thought through everything. I like how they took the entire episode to explain. Like again, this episode starts with her. Basically, she knows the feds are watching her because she just purchased that property and she sees the guy talking to the feds and they have a, an exchange back and forth with Raquel. From that point on, she decides, you know, because they do mention Kanan, right? She she decides, well, I need to really watch Kanan. I need to keep a close eye on him. Obviously he's not going to tell me anything. Famous is not going to tell me anything. So I got to take matters into my own hand. So she does break up with Unique, sends him along his way, and then she has this plan to set up and basically get Kanan to stay. And I and again like Gary mentioned earlier, I like how she saw Kanan going to school through the metal detectors and say, yes, that's exactly how I will get him. And the plan worked to a T. Now, two things that are very interesting about this plan, though. Prior to this happening, Kanan had a conversation, you know, and Dana did mention that Paul showed up. He was talking to Kanan about he said, yeah, I need money for my business. He was concerned about this. I did mention before, you know, I think that Paul character might become a problem because the thing about it is that Kanan came in, he saw what Paul was doing, then he came in and said, No, I got a better offer. I'll pay you, I'll use your couriers, all this other stuff. So in, in theory, Kanan's plan is is working, but that is definitely going to be an issue, I think, with Paul to see what happens from here. Because now that Kanan is not going to be able to stay at Famous's place, I want to see how that impacts the business. We already know that Famous is not reliable and cannot be uh, you know, he he can he he's gonna make a lot of mistakes. He's very overwhelmed as you both said. So I do want to see where they're going with this because we already know it looks like it's going to be a disaster. Now, obviously Kanan is staying with Raquel, but he's still going to have to be going over there to check up on Famous. And and, and, there, and I do believe at some point, Famous is going to have to let him know, yeah, you know, Raquel set this in motion, you know, because Famous doesn't know what happened to Kanan yet, and at least not in this episode. So I do want to see how they're going to interact in the next episode because clearly there's a, a situation going on and, and Famous is like right in the middle of this. Uh, We know that Kanan will not be happy when he finds out the truth. Probably will, can't, probably going to give Famous a beat down much like Tariq gave a beat down to Brayden last season in their show. Um, So I want to see where that goes. But the other thing I do question is Kanan has to be suspicious. Like, I think it's very interesting when he had the conversation with Paul, where Paul says, "Well, I want to know what's going to happen when you go away," as if you know he. And, and it looked like that was a very suspect thing to say to Canaan, because Canaan said, "No, I'm always going to be here." So I don't know if he's going to be somewhat suspicious to Paul that he that he has something to do with this. I mean, he's going to definitely be thinking some, somebody set him up, and he needs to find out who it is. So I want to see how that unfolds now in the next couple episodes. But um, also it is interesting because you're wondering as a viewer, how is he going to get out of this situation and be able to go back to Famous's place? So I can't wait to see where things go from here. But outstanding way that they handled the story in this episode. And my final takeaway of this episode, I know Gary has been waiting for this takeaway. We saw the return and exit of Dean, a.k.a. This actor's name is Lawrence Gilliard Jr. You may have noticed him as D'Angelo Barksdale on The Wire. And I find it very interesting how this particular character, both times he died on, on both shows, it was because somebody came from behind. On The Wire, he got choked out from the guy while he was in the jail cell, no, in the library. And then in this, in this show, he gets at his own, at his own place of residence Ronnie comes out of nowhere and stabs him to death in the back. So, and of course he had a lot of cold things to say to him as he was killing him. But the thing is this, we knew when we saw in that that trailer for the next episode and you saw Ronnie put his hands on Dean, I said, this character, he's going to take out Dean. It's just an obvious thing because you saw how much of a loose cannon Ronnie is. And I do want to give a shout out to the people that are watching this show because I've seen plenty of memes online of the Ronnie character, people taking images of other power shows and, and putting in that photo of him from the last episode where he was looking at Kanan outside as if, oh yeah, the, you know, you know uh, Ronnie is everywhere. It's hilarious. It's hilarious. I saw people call him Michael Myers, the hood version of Michael Myers. That is all this stuff is awesome. I love seeing this. And again, the, the interview that Dana posted with uh, Brantham, and Joey Badass, who plays Ronnie and Unique. That was an outstanding interview. Glad to see people have been commenting on that. But, yes, these are definitely the two most interesting characters this season. Uh, when Unique had that conversation with Ronnie, and that was the first time we've seen U- Unique come to come to Ronnie and call him out because it feels as though this entire season so far he's been a little hesitant to really get up in, in, in t- and really deal with, deal with Ronnie. But when he heard about what happened with Dean and the fact that Dean, talk, you know, reached out to him, that lets you know, OK, now the tension is rising between these brothers to an even higher level. And I can't wait to see how it's going to escalate even further. Because, I mean, there's a lot to look forward to. But uh, I just want to say, yeah, overall, this was a fantastic episode. Um, there's so many things to talk about, so many things to look forward to. And I can't wait to see uh, what happens next.
3: Go ahead, Dana. <laughs> just, I just want to say really quickly that it was hilarious. Um, on the community board, I posted the photo of Ronnie with Dean kind of yoking him. And I was like, "Is is, is Dean okay? Are we going to be okay? <laughs> Not knowing how everything would play out. But that just kind of, to me, shows the mindset of Ronnie. He works very quickly mm-hmm. in terms of you say no, you somehow hurt me. that same night, I'm going to come back and kill you. And this also makes me wonder, and I'm not sure if this is a question that Gary has, is he moving too fast? Because remember, we talked about the speed. He may be the one that Fifty Sin is talking about in the beginning. Because he's moving too fast and things could catch up with him too quickly. You're leaving bodies. So I wonder.
1: Yeah, I, I agree 100%. Um, let me make a quick comment too, because I just thought of something else when you mentioned that. Uh, the the other thing is is that um, you mentioned that he had the conversation with Juliana and her brother, and obviously, the brother is not interested. But Juliana, she doesn't like Raquel. I'm I'm pretty I'm I'm going to make a guess right now that once he tells her, suggests to her that Unique had something with Raquel, this is it now. She, she could be the one that does tell him to do something, to make some type of action, or is, you know, to, to basically work with him. So I want to see where they're going with that. But I, I do want to say um, the Ronnie character is very crazy, uh, has all types of issues, but I'm here to see where things go with this entire thing. And I do like the fact that he, once again, he has also gotten into the head of Unique's Girl, because in this episode, again, see... Now she thinks Unique is messing around with her and Unique ain't saying nothing. So, uh, it's a lot of drama going on in the house right now with those characters.
2: (laughs) Oh, yeah, a lot of tension. Um, yeah, I I just want to say, Rich, those were great, excellent takeaways as well. Um, but yeah, Dana, I think you had something to add. Go go ahead, was you going to say something?
3: I was gonna just bring up the uh, Famous really quickly. I did, as you guys watched, there is an interview with Famous and uh, Kanan. They did, it was a roundtable interview. Um, well, basically, oh, that's another interview. Anyway, point is, there's an interview. There's like, there's interviews coming or he's either there, where he talks about finding his independence. And so I'm just wondering, because he, remember, he, he saw what Rock was doing, and she said, "Don't get in between family stuff." And he was so angry, like you could tell that he was just disgusted overall with having to be the one to witness everything, and, and you know can't do anything. And this is not what he really wants. If you really look at him, kept saying no to Kanan when it came to this Uber drug business right now, right? And he kept saying, you know, this is not what I'm really into. We saw him at peace yes he's smoking all the time he's doing his raps but at that moment that is what brings him joy i'm wondering with the raquel business being as you know it could be as outrageous as it is we got cps maybe getting involved is this a situation where we start to see him break away and be like i love you but i can only love you from afar and that friendship it doesn't necessarily mean it's ending it's just we're separating i'm gonna go go do me i just wonder
2: well that's actually a great question so that could be the first question that we have here so so to be clear the question you're asking is um if uh famous is going to break away from cameo if...
3: yeah because his, the right. personalities are just they're not they're not matching if you just look at the two people themselves and personality-wise, yes, you make great, be great friends, you want to be there for each other, but it's not influencing each other positively. This is not something that Kanan wants to get into with his full heart. And he also just seems to be overall disgusted by the situation at hand. You know, Raquel is always there. They're fighting with each other. He has to be silent. Now there's the gun situation and that that brings other charges as well. CPS, we don't know. And then also, I mean, he's not 18, from my understanding. CPS gets involved and say, for example, they're looking at Canaan, We're as famous as people. He could be swept up. So is this a moment where we kind of see him separate?
1: Richard? So, uh... That's a good question. Um, (laughs) I do think the character is going to get some independence and he does need to have that because it feels like he needs to have that. Now I know they had a scene in this episode where he started writing again. And that makes me think that, uh, and maybe at some point I believe you said this on a previous episode, we're probably going to at some point, see him link up with Lulu again and maybe try to try to get back into doing some music. So that, that I think, is 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 definitely something that I think he's going to look into. I think what the problem is, that, is though, right now, is that uh, he's in a very a tough situation because if Kanan is not around, there are certain people that Kanan has been dealing with, like Simrat, so on and so forth. They like to work with Kanan directly, and that's what I want to see in the next episode. How is this going to impact what's happening with Kanan now? How is it going to impact the business that he's basically doing with Famous? Because people do not take famous serious. Obviously, famous is going to—he's uh, going to have some struggles. He's—they're already trying to, you know, deal with the fact that business is growing so fast. But I—I uh, I do want to see. I kind of feel like to go to the interview that you mentioned. You did say that Canaan and Famous are going to get closer this season. So I kind of feel like maybe Famous does at certain point. Hold his own; he's able to take care of the business, but also do other stuff too. I I kind of feel like they're going to have some type of bond, but uh, because so many people do, some there are so many people that do believe that this character is going to mess things up. Maybe he, he maybe he actually does do a good job. So I I want to see where they're going with that, but um, that's a good question. Um, I do think he's going to get some type of independence. I just don't know how they're going to make him do that in the show outside of him. Going back and do into going back into do, doing music, um. We'll see.
3: Yeah, I mean you you have that it's a music aspect of it, and then also if you, you want to talk about you know he did say they're gonna get closer this season, um maybe he ends up telling him about what happened with Raquel, because oh, yeah. here's the thing, he doesn't necessarily have to have any loyalty to Raquel. That's Kanan's mother. Yes, he looks out for him and makes sure he's not dead, but overall that's Kanan's mother and what his mother is doing is impacting his livelihood and his happiness and so you could look at it as whether or not he's gonna tell him what happened because she plays off I was expecting for this episode for her to be like yeah with me and what um, but she didn't do that she played the what huh what the gun Oh my! I'm gonna come and get you. Look at you! You're screwing up, and that was some terrible manipulation to make mm-hmm. him like the complete guilty. Oh God, she's awful, but I understand her. But she's awful, Um, uh, and so <laughs> I wonder if by, like, if by telling him what really happened, that in terms brings it even closer. But again, at the same time, I'm wondering: does that make an enemy out of famous when it comes to Raquel? I don't know.
1: That's that's a great question. I, I know Gary he, Gary did say he's going to say something soon, but let me just ask a quick question. I got to ask this question, and I'll ask this question for the fans as well. So when uh, Famous eventually does tell Kanan the truth, how do you think Kanan is going to react to Famous? you think he's going to beat the hell out of Famous, or he's going to be like, you know what, man? Uh, thank you for telling me this. Uh, we're all good now. I kind of feel like Kanan is going to be angry at Famous too.
2: <laughs> oh yeah I, i'm back now so so i'll, I'll go ahead and, and answer that he's okay. gonna he's gonna beat famous up i think like he's gonna <laughs> he's not gonna be happy with famous at all because because here's the thing he already warned him you know the fact that he already warned famous like to not you know listen to raquel or let her in if he finds out that, you know, all of this was set up by Raquel and Famous just stood by and, and let it happen and didn't say anything and took money from her, like, yeah, he, he's he's not gonna be happy. He's gonna beat Famous up. Like he's gonna put hands on him, I think. And um, I had to step away so I didn't get to answer Dana's question properly as well, of um if Famous is gonna step away from Kanan. Um like if he's going to, if they're going to, you know, end their friendship, essentially, I do see that happening. Like I see something like that happening where they grow apart, possibly, um, especially if if Kanan's business begins to elevate him to where like he's independent, where he can be independent um, and doesn't have to rely on anyone we see he's getting fresh you know he's getting new new kicks he's you know starting to be the boss and everything like of the couriers he's helping people get out of jail like he's starting to become a boss a little bit so the the more independent he gets the less he's even gonna need famous so um you know like i do see like uh, a them two possibly growing apart at some point but um but dana i believe you were gonna say something as well
3: no i was just wondering also is this kind of one of the straws that breaks the camel's back in terms of of raquel and canaan's relationship once he finds out about the gun is he definitely gone from the house period and because of if say for example cps does get involved does that mean he's he's he just removes himself out of queens because i'm i'm wondering when that separation or maybe it never even occurs that separation i just wonder what is going to be the fallout once he finds out that what rakel did because oh you've been lying to me all my life now i have this father that i didn't know that i have before and then now on top of that you put a gun in my backpack and look how that how uh, you know occurs. and then you took away stop even though he didn't want to go to stuyvesant which is weird that they brought up stuyvesant again because if you remember in the very first season stuyvesant was on the table he i believe he either went to stuyvesant didn't like stuyvesant and that's when it's like nah i want to be in drugging so it's weird to me that they would bring up stuyvesant again when he already explored that was like nah i'm good i don't know or maybe that's how long ago it's been since he's been with that counselor which means you're not a very good counselor because to me didn't do kids even go into the classroom i wonder i never see homework i want to see some homework
2: Yeah, because um, oh, sorry, you go, Rich.
1: No, I just going to say that that's a good question. I I just was going to ask it, and I don't really know. This is a part of the same, the same topic. But by Raquel making this decision, does she did she think about how this could impact her? Because again, they did say they were going to monitor and make sure that the both of them stay, you know, stay, you know, together for the foreseeable future in the next several months. So if Kanan does just decide to leave and something happens between them, how is this going to impact them when they come back and they see, oh, he's not here. Where is he at? That's something that I thought about because they had the scene where they were both talking to that, to, 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 to the, uh, the lady and she made the comment. We're going to check up on you both in the next six months. So I I was just going to ask that question. Cause I, uh, I don't know if Raquel thought that thought through all of this, Obviously, she, obviously, she wanted to get Kanan close to her, but now she got to watch her watch herself as well. I would think, but just a, just a yeah. thought.
2: Yeah, that, that's exactly what I was gonna say. Like, like he he can't just pull away from her now because the social workers are gonna be checking on him, like mm-hmm. you know. And and if if he's not around or they see him doing anything suspicious, then. You know that he could get charged for the gun, or they could start looking into Raquel more. Like it could bring more attention to her. So, so yeah, like it, they kind—he's kind of forced to be around her for a while. Um, and that's going to be interesting because if he does find out that she planted the gun, he is—he is, he is going to be upset and not—he's not going to want to be under her, you know, influence anymore. He's not going to want to be in the house. So. Yeah, it's gonna get interesting. But uh, Dana, you were gonna say something.
3: Yeah, no, I was just wondering, you know, first of all, that bedroom looked lovely. I love how it was decorated. He's blue, was blowing. Um But it's interesting we have the FBI, CPS, and then those two police officers, basically um, in in their business, essentially. And 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 I and they're running separate operations, so I wonder how, with that, how that, that's all going to play out, especially in terms of Kanan is really the loose cannon here. Raquel knows what to do and how to navigate. Kanan, understandably, is in his feelings and can act out. So I do wonder if Kanan is the one who's going to end up being Raquel's downfall maybe she's perfectly fine because we don't know her ending aside from at the very end where 50 Cent said that I want to go visit my mom's, and we don't know if that means jail or if that means grave but she's still in his heart and he still cares
2: oh yeah yeah she 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 still cares and um like I said earlier like you could make an argument that Raquel is Within her rights to do some of these things Because she is a mother, a concerned mother But yeah, I guess it's, it's all about the dishonesty Behind what she's doing and the deception and stuff So uh, that that's where the, uh, you know That's where they kind of add the nuance to it But um, yeah, so uh, speaking of Kanan though uh, Let's get to uh, one of my questions now Richard actually brought this up in his takeaways but um, do you see Paulie I mean is it Paul or Paulie I think it's Paul sorry um, Is Paul going to be a risk To Kanan's business And I ask that because Obviously you see in this episode That Paul comes to Canaan Concerned that You know he, he doesn't have enough couriers Anymore to um, You know do his legit business to Because he has deliveries to make You know for the le- legit stuff That he was doing and Kanan kind of puts a bandaid on this situation by just giving him money, you know, um, to calm him down. And he says, you know, yeah, like, you know, here's some money or whatever. And, and Paul's like, you know, when you get locked up, I still need to be able to do my business. And, you know, kan- Kanan basically says, I'm, I'm not going anywhere, you know. Uh, but he does suggest to, to Paul that he's going to come up with a solution to kind of free up some couriers. For him, you know, so that he could still operate his business and stuff. Um, Now, obviously, uh, Kanan is kind of away from the area now. You know, he's away from the apartment now because he has to go back to Raquel. So, you know, uh, like Richard said earlier, I guess Kanan could maybe give Famous some direction, on how to handle Paul, but I don't think that's gonna go well because we've seen famous mess up before. You know, he messes up quite a lot. So is Paul gonna actually end up being a problem for Kanan? Like, is he gonna be a risk to the entire business? And how do you see that going, you know, if it, if it occurs? Uh, and Dana had a mic open a moment ago, so I'm gonna to go to her first. What do you think about that, Dana?
3: Darn it, my inability to have a proper microphone. Um, I kind of mentioned this before, but I I, uh, I, don't know, but I do think that he can be a problem. But at the same time, Raquel could be the one who swoops in. Here's some money, leave us alone. Um, But I don't want Raquel always to be the solution to things. And if, see, I don't, I usually would be the kind of person who would, be like, okay, this is what Kanan is doing. He's going to screw up somehow. Let him learn his lesson. But Raquel is such a hands-on parent. Even when it comes to screwing him over, she's such a hands-on parent. And she has great control issues that I really do believe that if she finds out what happens with Paul, she may have just given him money to just let him go away. And it may not be that big of a deal because her main concern is, her son and being able to control her son what we saw was a very big flex for her in this episode again all about control um so i really don't think he will be a big problem even though story wise you know writer wise i really want him to be but then it also leaves you know paul and famous and how does this involve famous because it what impacts Kanan right now is impacting Famous. And so and this makes me wonder if somehow he is gonna retaliate against Famous. You know, he, the apartment is, is gone. Somehow Famous is, is homeless, doesn't have, you know, he can't go home or maybe he does go home. I don't know, but uh, right now at this moment, I do believe that Raquel could just probably sweep everything under the rug.
0: interesting
2: yeah Raquel is a solution to a lot of things but um yeah well we'll have to see about that but uh Rich what do you think any thoughts on on Paul I know you kind of mentioned him earlier so
1: yeah uh I you know I I I like what Dana said about what could potentially happen with Paul uh I have no idea but let me just say this I I think Paul 1000 is going to be a problem now because uh The thing about it is this. Um, Yeah, Kanan is not there. Kanan is the driving force behind his business. And obviously, you know, we can make the comment that, yeah, Famous could definitely step up and try and take over at why Kanan is gone. That is a question that I think we're going to get an answer to as a viewer in the next couple episodes, because I don't really know to what extent that uh, Kanan's going to be able to spend any time with Famous at the actual uh, place. But it just feels like uh, if if if, if uh, Kanan, you know, he, if if he can't be around the place, he has to be very careful. It it just feels like Paul is going to use that to his advantage to try and get what he needs to get. Because again, we did see at the beginning of this episode the 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 uh, in, the interesting uh, car chase, if you will, of them going after one of the couriers. The and I thought that was a very hilarious uh, scene because I saw some people online talking about, man, that must be Breeze. These people need to relax with these Breeze things. We don't know who Breeze is. It ain't time to get into Breeze, but I think it's funny that they think every character that is new to the show, that got to be Breeze. Nah, son, I don't think so. But uh, to answer your question, Gary, um, yeah, I think Paul is going to be a bit of an issue. I do think that if Raquel knew about the situation then she would definitely handle it. But the fact that Kanan has not told her anything about his business means that's going to be an issue. So uh, I do want to see how they handle that moving forward. Because if he sees that Kanan is not there, I want to know how he's going to use that to his advantage in some way, shape, or form. So I guess we have to wait and see.
2: Oh, yeah. Yeah. Um, good points there. Um, I also. Wait. Oh, oh sorry. God. I didn't see go ahead then.
3: I just wonder, because Raquel is so vindictive right now, if she's actually gonna let it all just if she's gonna step aside in terms of the Paul situation and let him get into trouble. And then mm-hmm. therefore he comes crawling to her and he needs her. See that manipulation is what really gets me.
0: Mm-hmm.
3: And I can see Raquel doing that. Oh, she's so controlling Yep, that's what I'm going with. That's the theory. I changed change my theory. She's going to burn it all. Let Paul burn it all down to the ground. And then therefore, Canaan would have no other choice but to stay up under her. Mm. Evil.
2: Oh, yeah, that's a possibility. You know, she she might see uh, the sinking ship and, and just add the fuel to the fire and let it happen. But, um, I I have another theory, too. Um, because we, we we saw Ronnie watching from afar in the last episode, you know, that's what they were making the memes about. And um, you know, if it was possible for Raquel to see Kanan, you know, he was uh, talking to the boys on the bikes and everything, you know, so even she sees that he's doing something um not quite right and he's he's up to something with with all these couriers and stuff. So, you know, if Ronnie's able to watch him. I'm sure, like, he might see, you know, that Kanan's been operating something. And, he, like, let's say, let's assume that Ronnie eventually does get some sort of connection. Um, you know, maybe he'll see an opportunity with Kanan. And if that's the case, and he, you know, maybe strikes a deal with Kanan, or, you know, maybe, I don't know, manipulates his way into using Kanan's network or whatever, um poorly could be a problem then as well, like because maybe he or he wants to deal with Kanan but not Ronnie, so Ronnie and you know Ronnie, we see he's catching bodies, so you know something could happen to Paul in that situation you know if if Paul is trying to get in the way of the distribution, so that could be a possible thing that happens to um but yeah we'll we'll have to see if that pans out cuz we we don't know if Ronnie's going to get, you know, access to to any drugs or anything but yeah uh i could see that that possibly happening we'll just have to wait and see um yeah any other thoughts on that before we uh get to the next question oh actually the next question is connected exactly to to what I was just saying so <laughs> i might as well hop right into it so The question is, you know, based on what happened in this episode, do you think Ronnie is successfully going to, you know, um, convince Juliana to work with him? Because things don't happen for no reason in this show. You know, like, there has to be a reason they looked back at each other. You know, there was that little glance there. Um, So something is going to happen. Like, these two characters are going to see each other again, I believe. So... Do you think that Ronnie is going to convince Juliana to work with him and get, you know, the that connection to the drugs and everything? So um, I'll go to you first this time, Rich. What do you think?
1: Yes, I believe that will definitely happen because uh, Juliana, for some reason, she really does not like Raquel after all the stuff that they've been through in the previous seasons the fact that Raquel helped her deal with her uh, abusive husband at the time. It's just interesting to see that character just make such a dramatic turn. And, and a lot of the people who are fans of the of Razor Kanan, they've also noticed this and they don't like this character either. So it makes sense to me that uh, the way, when they had that exchange, it's like she wants to get back at Raquel and Unique. So I kind of feel like, yes, her and Ronnie have the same motive. Obviously they they want to make money. Well, Ronnie needs to make money. So that's what this is about. And again, we did see, I believe, uh, yeah, I believe you both mentioned the introduction of the other two characters in this episode and the fact that they gave him, they gave Ronnie some money to get him started as well, but they are expecting to get that money paid back. So, uh, yeah, I mean, I kind of feel like um, I definitely want to see where they're going with this, but they 100% are going to work together. I think we can all see that coming from a mile away, one way or another
2: yep and and if that happens that directly puts raquel at odds with ronnie because we already know she's got a problem with juliana so yeah it, it could get very um very interesting with the connect different connections and stuff but, um yeah dana you were gonna say something Go ahead.
3: yes i was gonna say that not only that but you know we have the Raquel and Unique situation where even though they amicably and very adultly, yay them, broke it off, they still seem to be friends. If one says Southside, the other one's coming. I do believe that. So we have those two versus Ronnie and then we do have Juliana. So I wonder if, you know, if there's gonna be some kind of showdown between those four characters. Um, if in any way that, you know, I feel that Raquel is a threat, then that means that they may go after Kenan as well. So that's a whole other situation there, but we're not talking about someone who's also maybe an ally and that is, um, oh shoot, Stefano. I was going to say Sal, but no, Stefano. I wonder if at all, Stefano was gonna come back into the fold with this because even though we did see him speak with Unique, um he also did speak with Raquel and remember he was like, Oh, you have to do this one thing for me, and even though she gave it to her brothers, he gave he gave the mission to Raquel. So I wonder for the shooting of Sal, that was Sal, I do believe it was Sal, is somehow Stefano gonna come and then help. Raquel with her situation if Juliana and Unique not Unique, Juliana and Rodney decide to show up to show out so I don't know but this seems to be very interesting
2: yeah I'm, I'm definitely I definitely think Stefano is gonna come back into this story somehow because we know that he has the furnace as well and I believe somebody is going into that furnace by the end of the season. So, yes, has to be and you can't, yeah, go sorry.
3: ahead. That, and you can't keep saying, you remember, there were so many fishes analogies and swimming with the fishes. No one's swimming yet. We have to see some swims. Who's lapping around? Who is going to be Michael Phelps? We don't know.
2: Yeah, exactly. Um, yeah, I could definitely see something happening with uh, Stefano because. Those are, like, the, the key plugs, like, you know, the connects were Dean, um, and then you have Juliana and her brother, and uh, the Italians, right? Um, by way of the Chinese at the moment. So, so like, yeah, like, th- those are the three key players. So, um, if, if, uh, if Ronnie does get with Juliana, then he's going to be at odds with, you know, the... Uh, stefano and the the italians i I would assume um because maybe there's a there's an understanding or an alliance at the moment with dean and the others maybe they have an understanding but with dean out of the mix you know that puts things in disarray now like i'm sure everybody's gonna pay attention to that so yeah but uh, dana you're gonna say something oh
3: sorry very interesting to me that unique not unique Ronnie went to all these different people. I need help. I need work. He was very straightforward. The one thing about him, he is very straightforward. I love it. Um, everyone was like, no. Or even Pops and, and, and the girl whose name I can't remember. One was with Wendell Pierce, the woman her name is Erica, but I forgot the character she's playing. They seemed so much turned off by the fact of working with him. I wanna know what exactly did he do well we know he as a person he's a little off but still what did he do to the point where no one wants to work with him that's the big main thing that i'm wondering because he was supposed to still be in prison he just got off because of the technicality because of the cop what exactly is it that he did that is like everyone views him essentially as like a cancer stay away we don't want anything to do with you i don't know
2: that's a good question that's a good question i I do want to know more about his history with these characters and i hope that we get to dive deeper into that because you know even unique in this episode mentioned that um ronnie has a specific skill set you know so that goes to show that people think of him a bit as a loose cannon or you know a a liability in some ways so something must have happened between you know him and these characters uh because it it seemed like it took a while for them to kind of embrace him at first to embrace Ronnie at first like so yeah I think there's some interesting history there that we'll hopefully learn about
3: and if you look at it, they technically didn't really embrace him. They were just more disgusted by him, and it seemed like, okay, here's here's something, but you have to get other investors as well. And we just want our money back. They never really seemed like they were excited. You know, remember when yeah. he, when they, even from the beginning, when they came in for the hug, and she was like, mm. and then he was like, mm. you know what I mean? Like, no one is really, no one at all. Period is happy to see Rodney when he arrives in places, even when he made his debut in the show um unique was kind of like you know yay it's great to see you brother you're that kind of reception so i i don't i think it's a way more than just the fact that he's socially awkward and may not be able to make friends it just it just seems to me that he's a stickler for his way or no way and if things don't run up the way according to him, or maybe because he's so stuck in his mindset that it causes more damage than good. Because even when you had the conversation about, you know, when he came in and he was in the car, and he's like, well, the boys are supposed to be on the corner, why is it so empty? And him not understanding, hey, the cops are out here. Things have changed. He is not someone who is for change. Change completely disgusts him but I just really wanted to know what is it specifically. Cause no one, he has no friends at all. He, he's feared way more than he's loved. So Yeah, you know.
2: yeah, absolutely. You're right about that. Um, something's off about him and um, yeah, like, cause you can see that they're, they're taking a very hands-off approach by with the investment because they're not even investing all the money. For, for him to get the drugs, they're just they're kind of taking a very hands off approach. They're not getting fully into bed with him. Pause. They're just kind of you know hmm. giving him giving him the money, a, a little bit of money, and hoping to get a return on it later. But then that's that's the only involvement they want. So yeah, this but, he, he's definitely yeah go ahead. No go no ahead. no
3: no go go. No, I was gonna just say this makes me wonder about Juliana. Maybe they're staying way for a actual reason. And it's been successful by staying away. If Juliana, because they was looking at each other, and she was like hmm, and he was like hmm, so I was wondering if she does get involved with him, that actually may be more harmful than it is beneficial, and that's going to backfire on her, which then in terms backfires on the brother. So maybe that's how those two get eliminated.
2: Yeah, yeah, it, it could definitely backfire. Um, I, to be honest. I don't see Juliana's brother lasting much Longer because he like as a character He's kind of useless like he just He just you know he just nods his head Or he tells his sister to to come on You know he doesn't really do much But Juliana she's obviously more Of a character to the show like she brings More to the show so I could see Them kind of getting rid of the brother at some Point and having Juliana be The main one in charge Are you you saying
3: he's the Miguel of the show
2: (laughs) Wow, um, I wouldn't go that far. <laughs> I wouldn't go that far, uh, M- Miguel. You know, he he has some layers. You know, he's he's got some stuff going for him, but but um, Juliana's brother, nah, he he's he's not all that. You know, and um, I I also real quick just wanted to shout out um, Tracy Lee because I believe she mentioned in the comments on the show that uh, Ronnie has a bit of OCD. And I could definitely see that being the case because just his movements and how he rearranges things often, like, you know, when he was at the table so. and he rearranged the, the cutlery and stuff. you know, Yeah, the, the, um, the cereal boxes and stuff, you know. So, mm-hmm. yeah, I, f- I feel like there's something going on with him. There's something, you know, something going on in his head. I think- I think. He
3: doesn't seem to take social cues very well mm-hmm. either Ooh. i'm not a doctor but
2: we're all thinking it yeah uh, rich you, you look like you wanted to say something as well you got anything to add
1: oh no um i just want to say i'm, I'm looking forward to seeing where they go I, I agree with everything that was that has been said the character is definitely ocd um so I, I I I'm just looking forward to seeing. It. I think I I definitely think he's going to really align himself with Juliana, but I, I want to see where things go because you both already alluded to the fact that said he he obviously he's moving very quickly as far as taking people out. So um yeah, it makes you wonder what's going to happen next. You, you take out Dean in this episode. You took out uh, <clears throat> the other character in the previous episode. So I I don't know, man. We have to see what 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 happens what happens from here.
2: (laughs) Yeah, absolutely. So, um, yeah, just one last question, and then we'll get to final thoughts. Um, so yeah, let's let's go back to jukebox because we did talk a lot about the group already and stuff. But what what do you guys see the outcome being like? Because you know, in this. In this episode, we see two paths for Jukebox. We see the army, you know, the checkup, the checkup that she had and everything to make sure she's not pregnant and all this stuff, you know. Um, and then we see that she gets into the group. So we she's in the group at the moment, and that is absolutely her focus. Everyone's everyone's happy for her. We see that there's some some possible tension. That could come from that we see that the manager is potentially shady um so do you guys think that jukebox is going to end up doubling back to the army to joining the army by the end of the season and and how do you see that going you know like how what is going to be the build up to it um, so that's the question so uh dana you want to go first
0: go
3: um, I don't see this being very well. I'm trying to be happy. And that was like the question I think me and everyone kind of asked. Um uh Haley Kilgore, who plays Jukebox, was are you gonna be happy? Will we see some happiness? And she was very adamant that there is going to be happiness. So with that being said. If we're gonna go the happy route, which we rarely see and I really do hope because she deserves some happiness, even though she ends up being miserable when she's older. What if the group is successful? Just think of that for a minute. If the group is actually successful, while it may take some time for the girls to get along because we do have egos and girls just in themselves with my experience of very rah, 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 with each other, what happens if that actually happens? what happens if she actually does find love just in general i personally don't i'm I'm afraid of everything that i'm saying but what if that is her happiness because if we looked at it before jukeboxing genuinely happily when she is able to just be free that would her love life that how she wants to dress with her style her personality just living in general we've seen happiness moments that are slowly starting to evolve. The relationship between her and her father was just amazing. And when I attended the uh, premiere screening that they had in New York City, the audience broke out in applause when, when uh, Jukebox and Marvin hugged each other because it was such a long time coming and they finally see each other. So I'm wondering if we can keep up that same memento because to keep doing depression, 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 It just, it takes a lot out of one, the viewer, and a lot out of the character. And I think that yes, it may explain why Jukebox becomes who she is in the end, but it doesn't really add much nuance to the character. If you have just one emotion, one experience, which is just sadness and disappointment and depression, who are you as a person? You're just kind of sad and miserable, and you're just kind of copying the movie Jolene. I want to see the ups and the downs, but I, right now we need to see more ups than it is down. So what if we actually do have the group that is successful, that it does get along, even though Pebbles is a mastermind, not Pebbles Pebbles, but the character of the Pebbles is probably gonna sink everything to to, to to hell. But if for that moment, the group works out, Jukebox does some kind of way find love. What if it's through a fan or I don't know, through something else and she and she has that relationship and she's genuinely happy and therefore army is not necessarily a part of the plan anymore because she went to the army as a turn as a way of escaping from her current life that it is right now but if she's happy and she finds something that she's doing that keeps her active and motivated then there really isn't any place for army and military just in general and so, what happens if we do go that route? so I'm gonna stay towards the positive as opposed to the negative, which is rare. so accept that
2: yeah I would like to see you know some success for her and stuff. Um, obviously it's you know in everyone's minds it's hard to believe just because we see where she ends up but I would like them to throw a swerve and, you know, maybe the the group does work out for a little while and maybe there's another reason why she ends up leaving. Um, But yeah, I mean, I don't know. Um, I I do think we do see a lot of layers of jukebox. So she's not always just uh, depressed. I I understand what you're saying completely though. It can't always be, you know, she's down and depressed and, you know, uh, grieving someone, You know, we need to see more Of her, you know We need to see more sides of her In that build up to who she becomes Um, But yeah, I don't know Um, Just the fact that they keep Throwing the army thing in there Makes me believe that She is eventually going to end up there uh, You know, and A lot of people who end up in the army I think they, they end up becoming Security later or even police You know, so that, that's a good foreshadowing If if she does go down that path But Richard what do you think Do you think that jukebox could potentially Double back to the army by the end Of this season like you know Is the group going to um, Disintegrate that, that quickly Do you think or will they see some success First
1: This is a great question Gary um, I don't think the group is going to uh disappear that quickly i actually think they are going to have some success and i think we could see jukebox deciding to go to the army next season because they need to give her time to be a part of this group to answer the question of you know as dana mentioned jukebox is going to be happy i do believe jukebox is going to be happy this season i do believe that she is going to have success with these other women i also think that she is going to find love and one of her fellow bandmates, because you see that she already has a connection with the other girl that's a part of the group. So if that does happen, um, that could be what leads to them taking her out the group. I mean, I, I kind of feel like that is something that I think they're going to really touch upon because they, you know, you made the comment earlier about when she went to go get the physical, they asked about her being pregnant multiple times. No, because and they're not going to worry about that. Uh, the manager is fully aware that she is a tomboy. She has the tomboy look. I don't think she knows that she actually likes women. So I kind of feel like they may put that in, in into the storyline at some point, where she does have because she already gets along very well with the other with the other girl in the group. That can lead to something else, and then from there it can be a situation where once they find out, the manager finds that she says, "Oh, we're not doing that." She may try to take her out or something like that. I don't know what's going to happen, or. Which, I think it, which is more likely is that it's going to be that we find out that the manager of this group definitely is the Pebbles, starts to take advantage of them in, in terms of the money that they're making, so on and so forth, and that would would also lead to her eventually having to leave the group. But um I don't think that Jukebox is going to go to the Army quite yet. I think that's going into next season because we do know that the two women that they cast a part of this group, they did announce they are going to be a part of next season also. So they're going to give definitely give this group some time to gel together and then you'll see the ups and downs they they go through. But I definitely think Jukebox by the end of next season maybe. Yes, she could end up going into the army depending on what actually happens as far as what's happening in her family and what happens with this group. That's just my guess though.
2: <laughs> I would like that. I would like if um if the group Um, is successful and they it like the story plays out into next season and it takes a while before she actually gets to the army um because i like dana said earlier like i want to see some of that you know juicy behind the scenes kind of you know gossip that that happens with the music industry and stuff so i want to see some of that pebble stuff play out um, and I feel like we need, like, more than a season to kind of see all of that. Um, so, yeah, I would like if they kind of um, make this uh, this group last a little bit so that we could see the, the different dynamics of the music industry. And then, as you know, like, uh, Lulu is also, you know, he's setting up this club. Um, he wants people to be able to perform and everything. So it would be cool if we see it all come together to where, you know, the family is, is involved in the music business. Like, you know, where Lulu has like a platform for people to perform and Jukebox is you know, actually in a group, Uh, because I guess this is part of like the family history as well, because we know that their father, um, Lulu's father was, um, you know, involved in the music industry also. So it would make sense for them to kind of, you know, have, uh the the music be a big part of the family so i would like it to stay this this storyline to stick around for a little bit but dana oh richard put his hands up so
1: which uh well okay yeah i was gonna say uh, yeah i was gonna say real real quickly uh you did mention the family business you did mention lulu i I just want to say I did like how in this episode they have a the conversation between Marvin and Lulu because Lulu said he felt bad that he missed out on jukebox audition. But everything that Dana said last week was 100% correct. They needed to have the moment where Marvin spent time supporting and showing love to his daughter. So I, I definitely understand that. But I'm, al- I'm also thinking too now that um, – If Lou does start to have some success, maybe he will extend the invitation to that group to make an appearance at the club. And that will be how he tries to mend fences with jukebox again. I mean, I don't know, but I guess it all depends how things progress with the actual girl group. But that's all. That's the only point that I was going to make. Oh yeah, absolutely.
3: I I would find it interesting with the dynamic that we have with the, the main girl. I think it was Aisha, right? Who was like the. I'm the Crystal
2: star. is the main one. Crystal's the okay. main one. Aisha's the, the other girl.
3: Okay. Yeah. So then, what's interesting with Crystal, and we, we've seen this before with countless other groups of people thinking that they're the lead, in actuality, it ends up being someone else. Crystal is very talented. Yay, her. But here's the thing Jukebox is working with two. Uh, her brother and her what is it, nephew? No. What do you call it? I forgot the relation. Is it nephew? No, it's not nephew. Uncle. I'm sorry. I blanked out completely. I'm like, oh, Mm -hmm. it's nephew. Uncle. Sorry. So, with the relationship between her father and her uncle being in the music business and technically, you know, somewhat was successful until everyone went to death, but would that give her an advantage and therefore she could be the leader? Don't know speculating, but just because you have talent, great, but you need more than talent to be successful. If you looked at how, for example, Destiny's Child, right, was operated. Yes, Beyonce was always set forth to be the lead, but she had so many other things that was behind her, backing her, where she had the father who was in the music industry, and she had so many people that she was able to you know, help her and support her with her dreams and her goals. With the fact that Marvin and Lulu easily want to back her, but if she was to say I need your help, they would both come running, hopefully when it comes to uh, Lulu, but they would both come running. I wonder if that will give her an advantage and therefore we see that power struggle between her and Crystal and we end up with her actually being the lead of the group. I don't know. Because it's very easy for her, like, oh yeah, she's on the side, you know, on the sidelines, but. The show I felt spent so much time showing us how gifted she is and how talented she is. I don't think it was just to make her one of the, the other side girls. I think that it was to make her the Beyonce of the group. And it's going to just have to be a power struggle and a dynamic. And maybe we do see people leave because with Destiny's Child, people are left. So we don't know. And the whole thing of, oh, how did she become a police officer? Maybe it was, you know, she had the music business and, and, and you know, how people who originally started out in the limelight and they just fade away. They're so talented. But, uh, you know, things don't exactly work out where they remain on top. And that's what I wonder ends up happening to her. We've seen that so many times. With You know, I was in, the, in this group where I was the single act with this. And then I had that dead hit. Yeah, then what happened? Oh, you know, I grew up and I had kids and I'm a stay-at-home mom or I work in real estate and that could actually be the path instead of something that's so, you know, sad.
0: Maybe.
2: Yeah, good point. Um, I could see that being a power struggle or like I definitely see jukebox and crystal uh, button heads a little bit at some point, like, just because there's 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 such um, strong characters, um, I can see you know those two facing off in some kind of way, and yeah, if if uh, jukebox is able to utilize her connection with Lulu to get them to perform, um, you know, Crystal might feel slighted by that, like by the fact that you know jukebox has connections and you know things like that, so um, that that could definitely be something that happens. But um, yeah. So, let, uh, did you have anything else to say on that, Rich? Before we get to final thoughts, just checking.
1: Oh no, oh no, okay. I'm good.
2: Cool. So yeah, let, let's get to our final thoughts now. So, is there anything else at all in this episode that you know we might not have mentioned? Um, I know we, we we didn't talk about Howard a whole lot, um, so that's one thing. Uh but yeah, anything else at all you think um that you know should be mentioned, this is the time to do it. And um yeah, I mean regarding Howard, my only thing is I feel like I feel like the the uh the feds that are in the office are on his scent, you know. They're they're on his scent. They they know that something isn't adding up, you know, that's why they called him in to to kind of feel him out and ask him. You know, are you sure about this crown dude? Like, is he really the one that, you know, did all of this stuff? Like, um, they know something isn't adding up. And that's why they said that line. You know, this seems to be a common theme in in Southside where, you know, things are just theories and speculation. You know, so, yeah, he's going to have a tough time when they start to chase up some of these leads and and find out how he's connected to, to everyone. So, um, yeah, that's the only thing I have on Howard. Uh, Richard just put his hand up, so I'm going to him next. So, Rich, what are your final thoughts?
1: Yeah, I'm going to piggyback right off of what you said, because they also asked him, well, what happened with your shooting? Did we ever find the suspect, the person who did that? So, yeah, you're 100% correct. Uh, Our boy Howard, a.k.a. Omar Epps, is in trouble. And uh, I want to see what happens. Even with this situation with Kanan, he did make sure that they didn't press any charges with the gun, but he did tell Raquel at the end of this episode, don't call me no more about any of this other, you know, about a- anything else. So yeah, I- I'm looking forward to seeing what happens with Howard, but uh, that's what I was going to say. Overall though, I thought the episode was fantastic and I can't wait to see what happens next week. Oh,
3: don't um, for me, I just want to just jump back real quick because I just had a thought in terms of the jukebox situation of her actually probably being the star of the thing. One of the big things that was behind it behind kind of all the big groups just in general that you need in order to succeed is media. Gerald, hi, entertainment editor or wherever with the voice, hi, him writing articles, pushing her out even further. That's how she ends up probably being the lead. It's like, oh, I don't really want this, but I'm going to take this anyway. Look, they like me. And that's how we see her being more successful. Now, going back with the question that you asked, what I find is interesting that nobody is bringing up is the fact that um, Howard says I'm out in terms of speaking to Raquel. I don't want to do this anymore, I'm out. Remember he said, this is the last time that I'm covering for you and the boy. With that being said, we do have police officer Buckley and Rollins, who were the two guys who was bothering Raquel after she opened her business and was basically bribing, like, we know you have a son. I wonder how these three dynamics are gonna come into play because her thinking, you know, Howard could come and rescue me in terms of police to police, is he going to be there for her and for her son? I don't know. I don't see her backing away from him, backing away from helping Kanan when he really actually needs it in terms of Rollins and Buckley, therefore i wonder how those three cops dynamics is going to play out that should be very interesting as well and and yeah so that was kind of like the main thing that i wanted to say with that i do have another question though that is maybe like a little fun question that really popped out to me we saw the personality of rodney right and we see how he once he gets a thought into his mind he's unstoppable Anybody that crosses him is unstoppable. Question is this Lamar versus Ronnie, who
1: would win? Can I answer that question first? Go ahead, Ronnie, (laughs) 1000%. Because Lamar is a crack fiend now. He ain't got no chance. Pre, pre-crack, pre-crack.
3: Like prime Lamar. Pre-crack.
1: Uh, you mean BMF season one Lamar? Um, yeah, when he was like, I want my I,
3: daughter. That reason.
1: I still have to go with Ronnie because he doesn't need to say too much. It's a silent killer. And when he kills somebody, it's a very brutal killing. So it would be a hell of a showdown, though. I mean, I I would I would love to see that now that you said that. But I, I am also curious to know what everybody listening to this show thinks about that. Who would they take in that particular showdown? If they if you watch BMF, let us know. But Gary, what's your answer to this question? Because we do know that uh Lamar is a fellow uh UK native. So I wanna see are you gonna root for him or are you gonna root for uh Ronnie?
2: <laughs> oh yeah. That that is he he's a great actor, the dude who plays Lamar. Um sure but um in terms of who i'm gonna pick i'm i'm gonna have to go with with ronnie because like that singing voice that lamar had with you can't stop the rain that's not gonna work on ronnie he's gonna look right through him like he's just gonna keep you know staring right back at him like unfazed when he sings you know so he's not even gonna be scared in the slightest when he sings you can't stop the rain (laughs) so I'm picking Ronnie. Like, you know, he did. This dude is just—he's a different level of psycho. Like, you know, he really is Michael Myers. Like, so I'm I'm going with Ronnie.
1: I, I, and you know, just based on what you just said, I'm just going to lay this last comment. I I will go so far enough to say, when Tommy Egan, they have this whole thing about Tommy Egan canceling Christmas. That was meant for this character because this character is just it just feels like this character he does not care, he will take someone out. So that's why, uh, yeah, I, I, I have to say Ronnie because this very unstoppable character and again, very silent. So that it makes him be a lot more deadly. So.
3: so, 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 what you guys are saying is that it's really Freddy versus Mike Myers. That's that's the movie you want to see,
1: yes, yes. <laughs> <laughs>
2: wait what did you say freddie that's who that's my my myers oh yeah yeah that's halloween that's yeah.
3: what i want to see so he's, can- yes. he's canceling halloween boom <laughs> no i think i have to kind of go with um ronnie because he, de- he doesn't talk you never know what he's thinking and while they're both kind of unstoppable i feel that ronnie he's the kind he's so analytical that he can outsmart you that way and you never see him or hear him coming so i have to go to rodney as well darn and i love lamar lamar is great rest in peace lamar he's all that crack um yeah so that's kind of um one of the things that just kind of stuck out to me overall was you know howard's situation with um his son and and the fact that we do have buckley and ron rollins and i wonder if we we're gonna see the, the end of him those two if that was just the end or will there be someone who's gonna just be a pain in everyone's thorn later on
2: okay yeah so that's gonna be it for this week um this is the last uh episode of uh before christmas you know so we will be back next week of course before the new year but um yeah, um, I hope everyone has happy holidays, you know, great Christmas and everything. Enjoy your time with your family. Make sure you eat loads, you know. Um, and yeah, um, we'll be back on the other side. And uh, I do want to um, give a few shout outs quickly. You know, um, I'll go to you guys and see if you've got shout outs as well. But I want to definitely shout out, you know, Rainy J, you know, some of the people who always comment, you know, Rainy J. Tracy Lee, um, and SJ Smith, uh, and Cresta zero also. And, um, I also want to give a big shout out to, uh, to, uh, DJ, you know, Dimitri friend of mine, friend of the show, and also to Moviebot, um, you know, who has a YouTube, he also talks about power, you know, so big shouts to, to all of those people. And, uh, Richard, how about you? You got any shout outs for us?
1: Yes, I also would like to give a shout out to all of our regular commenters. Like you said, Tracy Lee, Rainy J, um, Jeremiah Lutumba, so on and so forth. I just want to give a shout out to all of you. Thank you for taking the time to check out these reviews. Um, And I definitely hope that you have a safe and happy holiday season, Christmas. And of course, like I said, like Gary said, we will be back next week for the next episode. But yeah, I just hope you all have a great holiday season. And we look forward to talking about the next episode, which you, which you all, very soon. Absolutely. Yeah.
3: Uh, just, little, um, just want to say thank you to everyone who, who comments and watches the show. And thank you for your, for liking the interviews. That means a lot. Yay. There's more to come. We have coming up. And also on the other channel, we have a bunch of, other interviews with uh, a lot of different casts. We have basically everyone from the star of Oprah to the janitor from The Color Purple. We have all those interviews are up. If you're interested in that, we do have an interview um, regarding Aquaman and The Lost Kingdom, which may be the worst movie of the year. But we have those interviews as well, and we have a lot more that's coming up. We have do have Iron Claw and all those other things. So if you do like interviews, too, check out the other channel which is of the Coalition Entertainment YouTube channel. And, you know, keep watching us and, and thecoalition.com. There's way more to come. So, yay, and it's award season, which means I have no sleep.
2: Oh, yeah, D- Dana's always going hard uh, with the content and all the entertainment stuff. So, yeah, um, I hope you find some rest, though, over the holidays, for all. Um, But, yeah, that is going to be it Happy Christmas, everyone Happy holidays And we'll see you next time Peace